We want to continue our lessons on growing as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Ndifuna dipidilize ndi mapunzira athu akukula monga munthu amene ali uphunzira Yesu Kristo. And we've been talking about the five ways that we obey Jesus based on Acts chapter 2. Takati kuyankura za njira five vizo mwe timamve timagwisa nchito pomvera Yesu Kristo kuchokera kumachitidwe chapter 2. And this is represented by the five fingers on your right hand which we're calling the X chapter 2 hand. And so that includes be baptized. Pray to your father. Read the Bible. Gather to worship. And right now we want to talk about the last of the five ways which is giving to your church. In Acts chapter 2 verse 45 it says they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. When God makes someone new, they begin to love others more than they love their possessions. And we see this in the example of the first church in Jerusalem. So one of the pieces of evidence that God had changed them was their desire to give to their church. These new believers were selling their possessions and land and giving the money to the apostles and then the apostles were using that money to help the poor in the church. It's important to understand that the apostles didn't force these new believers to give. In fact, in Acts chapter 5, Peter tells one husband and wife that as long as the property belonged to them, they could do whatever they pleased with it. But the sacrificial giving that we see in the first church of Jerusalem was done freely and it was done joyfully. By giving to their church, the first Christians expressed their thanksgiving to God for Jesus Christ. We give because God gave. Now the clearest teaching in the New Testament about giving can be found in 2 Corinthians 9. 
But unfortunately, this passage has been used by false prophets and teachers uh, to convince poor Christians to give to their ministry. And uh, by using this passage, these false teachers have made themselves rich. <laughs> The false teachers have used 2 Corinthians 9 to get themselves large houses and shiny cars, airplanes, and just incredible wealth. And it's my hope that you would avoid these thieves that call themselves men of God. And and to do that, it's important that every Christian understand what Second Corinthians nine actually teaches. So in Second Corinthians nine, Paul is asking the church at Corinth to collect an offering. And he's going to then take that money as a gift for the Christians in Jerusalem. The believers in Jerusalem at that time were undergoing intense suffering and persecution. And Paul thought that since the gospel had gone out to the world from Jerusalem, then the churches in the world should show their thankfulness by helping the Jerusalem church. So in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, Paul gives a picture to the church at Corinth. And Paul wants this picture to encourage the Corinthian church to give. This is what verse 6 says. The point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Ndipo Paula kunena mvesi ya six tamvesera na kuti takumbukila ni mao awa amene adzala pangono adzakolola pangono ndipo amene adzala zochuluka adzakolola nso zochuluka Every farmer understands this principle your harvest will correspond to the amount of seed that you plant. 
But how does this apply to giving? The false teachers today teach that God is like a businessman. They say that if you invest your money in their ministries, then God will reward you by making you rich. So they interpret 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to mean give money to get more money. Ndipo hiyo ama tandauzira Korinto wa chuli chapter 9 verse 6 mo uponena kuti perekani ndalama ndipo mupeza mupindula ndalama. But is that really what Paul is teaching with this picture? Kodi ndizimene dipa ula kupunzi sa mujitunzi kimene echi. To understand Paul's teaching on giving, it is helpful to begin at the end of 2 Corinthians 9. In verse 15, Paul says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So we give because God has given us a gift. And the indescribable gift that God has given us is his own son. Another word for this gift is grace. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich for your sake, he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. This is the gospel. God the Son left the glorious riches of heaven to become a poor human like us. He left glory to die on the cross for our sins. And he did that so he could save us from our sins and make us children of God. The false teachers claim that we give to God to get something from God. And that's the exact opposite of what Paul is teaching here. We don't give in order to get something from God. We give because we God has already given to us. Paul 
He has already given us the greatest gift that could ever be given, his own son. Our giving is an expression of our thanksgiving for God's gift. So we give because God gave us a gift. But there's a second truth that Paul teaches here. He teaches us that everything we have has come from God. And that everything we will need will also come from God. So while God's gift of his son should motivate our giving, God's care for us should quiet our fears about giving. So perhaps we worry that if we give generously to our church, then we will be left with nothing. Now, while Paul doesn't promise us riches, he does teach us that we can trust God to provide for our needs. He teaches first that everything that we have now has come from God. In verse 10, he says, God is the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food. If you have a job, it's because God has given you the health and the opportunity to have that job. If you're a businessman, every customer is a gift from God. If you're a farmer, every good harvest comes from God's hand. So while God does not promise to make us rich, he does give us two things. First, Paul says he has given seed for the sower. And remember, this idea of sowing is a picture of giving. So God has given to you so that you can give to your church. But Paul says God has also given bread for food. 
Paulo akupitilizanso kuti Mulungu wapeleka uh, chakuja kuti aje. God has given to you in order to meet the basic needs of your family. Mulungu wakupatsa nino cholinga choti mukwanilitse kupeleka zosowekera zofunikira pabanja lanu. God gives everything we need to live and to give. Mulungu amatipasa zonso moyo watu kuti tikatokani moyo akumanso ku But Paul also teaches us that we should trust God for our future needs. Komanso Paul akuti punzitsa apa kuti tikwenda kukhala odalira mulungu chifukwa chazosowa za kutsogolo. So you shouldn't fear that giving today will leave you with nothing tomorrow. Mushakale munthu amantha one nakuti ndika the same God who has provided for us now will continue to care for us in the future. In verse 10 of this chapter, Paul says, Now the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will also provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Zanu, ndiku chulu kuzichulukitsa iye azachulukitsanso zipanso za chilungamo chanu this is not a promise of riches the increase will be a harvest of your righteousness not a harvest of money kala kuchuko kudzana ndi chilungamo chanu osati drama zanu so by trusting god through giving god will make you more and more righteous like jesus so podalira mulungu kudzera mukupeleka kwanu mulungu akupangani kukala olungama mochuluka ngati yesu christo paul says in verse 8 that god is able to make every grace overflow to you so that every way always having everything you need you may excel in every good work mvesia 8 paula kunena kuti ndipo mulungu akonza kukudalitsani kwambiri kuti inunso nthawi zonse mukale ndi zinthu zokukwanirani ndiponso ndi zina zochuluka kuti mutandize panchito zonse zabwino so god promises to provide for your physical and spiritual needs. Mulungu akulonjeza kuti adzapeleka zimene zikuli zosowekera mwe wanu wakutupi ndiwa uzimu omwe. So that you will depend completely on him and live a life of good works for his glory. Ndicho linga chokuti mukala moyo odalira iye ndikukhala moyo o onetsera ulemelero wake. So because God gave us the greatest gift of all in Jesus Christ. And because God always provides for our needs. We shouldn't give to the church reluctantly. We should give joyfully and sacrificially. 
Tikuenena kupeleka mwansangara komanso molo la manja. In verse 7, Paul says each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. No verse 7, akuti mwanto aliense apeleke chimene watimikiza muntima mwake kuti apeleke. Osati mwonyi nyirika kapena mo uh, kapena mo mizidwa pakuti mulongo ama kondwera ndiopeleka mokondwera Notice that God loves the giver not the gift Onani hapa eti akuti mulongo ama konda this is God's goal for us in giving. He wants his children to be joyful, to be thankful, and to be generous. Don't think that you will become these things if you become rich one day. So whether you are rich or whether you are poor, you need to sacrificially give thanks to God for what he's done for you.